We read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10, For he looked for a city which hath foundations. Abraham looked for that city. He longed for that city. A city that has foundations. Oh, I wonder what city that could be. Well, it has to be the New Jerusalem, folks. And that's what we have been studying now for some time. We've been reading in Revelation 21 about the 12 foundations. So let me just jog your memory today. And if you could look at the screen or follow it in your Bible. Revelation 21 and verse 19 and 20. Listen to the words. And the foundations. So there you have it. That's what Abraham in Hebrews 11 is seeking for. See, just in case maybe you would just happen to be wondering, what's the point studying these foundations of the New Jerusalem? Well, Abraham thought a lot about those foundations. He thought a lot of those foundations. So verse 19, And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx. Now here's today's study, the sixth sardius. Sardius. This precious gemstone was obtained in a place called Sardis. It's similar, isn't it, to Sardius? Just one letter. Just take out the U in Sardius, and you got Sardis. And it's one of the seven churches, of course, that, that we studied in the past. But then this special stone, Sardius, that is the basis of the New Jerusalem, this was a part of Satan's covering in the Garden of Eden. Before Satan sinned and rose up in pride against God, he was covered with sardius. He's not covered with sardius any longer, by the way. No, no, he's very different now. He has fallen. This stone sardius is better known in our day as carnelian. You go into a jeweler's and they'll, they'll maybe not know so much about sardius, but if you mention carnelian, they'll know about it. But here's the best bit. This is a gem of a blood-red color. A gem of a blood-red color. Oh, this sixth foundation of the New Jerusalem reminds me this morning that the only way that we can enter into the New Jerusalem is through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb. I mean, the only, the only reason that anyone, Jew or Gentile, can ever enter into the heavenly city is through the precious blood of Christ. You just have to read through the book of Revelation and the different references to the blood. For example, chapter 1 verse 5. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. 
Chapter 7, 14. These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And I could go on today. But do you see now what this sixth stone represents? This ruby red gemstone. It represents the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. Folks, it's the greatest theme that the human mind can think about. Oh, there's many a man in a pulpit will preach about the gospel. But unless he gets to the blood... He hasn't got to the very heart of the gospel. The gospel's one thing, but the blood, that's really getting to the kernel now. And if you preach the gospel, you can talk about the cross and all the rest of it. But if you don't mention the blood, then you haven't really preached the message. Now, I remember back to the death of my grandfather. And he died just in the mouth of Christmas. I think it was the year 1985. As a result of a road traffic accident. And at his funeral, his favorite hymn was sung. Who, who are these beside the chilly wave? Just on the borders of the silent grave, shouting Jesus' power to save, washed in the blood of the Lamb, sweeping through the gates of the new Jerusalem, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I wonder, friends, this morning, will we sweep through the gates of the new Jerusalem, washed in the blood of the Lamb, for you'll sweep through the gates no other way. How about you today? Ah, oh, but I go to church. I've went to church all my life. I've kept the Ten Commandments. I've kept the Sermon on the Mount. Well, you're a liar. For you haven't. For nobody can do it. Well, my prayer is for every person that I ever preach to that they will sweep through the gates of the New Jerusalem washed in the blood of the Lamb. Moira has swept through the gates of the New Jerusalem and Jim Smith swept through them a wee while ago as well. And other loved ones in our congregation, different names we could mention of those who used to meet here and who used to occupy one of the pews here. But they're with the Lord now and all because of his blood, all because of the sardius, if you can put it like that. The sardius of his precious blood. Now, we read from Numbers 19 earlier and we read about the red heifer and how the priest took the blood of the heifer and he sprinkled it seven times. Let me just remind you what we read earlier. Numbers 19 verse 4, And Eliezer the priest shall take of her blood with his finger and sprinkle of her blood directly before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times. Do you know seven times is mentioned a number of occasions in the Old Testament? Blood being sprinkled seven times. There's something in it, you know. There's a reason for it. 
Leviticus 16 verse 19, and he shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger seven times. Leviticus 4 verse 6, and the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times. I could read other verses too. We don't have time. Seven times the blood is sprinkled in the Old Testament. Ah, but now come into the New Testament. Do you know the Lord Jesus shed his blood seven times for us? Seven times. You see, the the scriptures are like mathematics. They're as exact and precise as mathematics. And there you have the priests of Israel in the Old Testament sprinkling the blood seven times. And then in the New Testament, the Lamb of God comes And he sheds his blood seven times on seven different occasions. What are they? The temple in Luke chapter 2 and verse 21 is a little babe in the temple. And it's his circumcision. You see, the Lord Jesus was circumcised when he was eight days old. And in Luke chapter 2 and 21 we read and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child his name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb circumcision of our Lord the bleeding of our Lord when he was only eight days old do you know and this is is amazing I just discovered this the past week do you know that blood clots at its Uh, best when a little boy is eight days old that's when the blood clotting agent is at its greatest in the blood eight days old is that a coincidence no I don't think so our great creator God has it all worked out you know So there's the first occasion he sheds his blood. Sprinkle, number one. Sprinkle, number two, Gethsemane, Luke 22, verse 44. He sweat, as it were, great drops of blood, and they were falling down to the ground, the scriptures say. The second occasion when the Savior bled. We don't have time to turn to all the references. I'm just turning to some of them. The third reference, the third sprinkle now, is in the same chapter, Luke Luke chapter 22. We'll read this one, verse 63. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? Here's the bruising. Ah, friends, do you not remember Isaiah 53? He was bruised for our iniquities. What is bruising? It's internal bleeding. The bruising of our Savior as he bled a third time. Sprinkle number three. 
Then number four, when he was before Pilate, in Mark 15, verse 15, it tells us there that Pilate scourged him. Pilate ordered, ordered him to the whipping post where his back became a plowed field. And with his stripes we are healed. That's the soul, by the way. The soul is healed. Oh, I know you get the prosperity gospel, those who preach the health and wealth gospel. The the name and claim it. Name it and claim it. That's what they talk about. You can just claim healing. That's funny. The Lord doesn't heal everybody. I've never worked that one out. If, If what the name it and claim it crowd say is true, But no, it's the healing of the soul. And the Lord Jesus always heals the soul, those who come to him. And there he is. The blood is flowing in Mark 15 before Pilate. Sprinkle number four. Sprinkle number five, the crown of thorns. Matthew 27, verse 29. Are you following me now, the... Sardius, this is the, this stone with a blood red color. Matthew 27, verse 29. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. So there's the crown of thorns. I was out for a walk the other day. I got a thorn in my foot right through. The shoe. The, there's a lot of hedges are being trimmed and cut at this time of year. And we're thankful to whoever does it. But you're not so thankful when you get a thorn uh, through your shoe. And it goes into your foot. But I tell you, these are the thorns in the wilderness, folks. These are the most cruel thorns that you'll find anywhere in the face of the earth. Crushed down upon the head of the Lord Jesus Sprinkle number five. Number six at Calvary. And in fact, number seven too. Luke chapter 23, verse 33. Sure, we don't even have to look it up, do we? And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, his hands and his feet bleeding for us. The sixth sprinkle of the sardius in the new Jerusalem. What's the last one? John 19.34. We read it last week, you remember. When the soldier came to him and saw that he was dead already, he pierced his side with the spear, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Sprinkle number Seven. Now you know why the priests of Israel in the Old Testament sprinkled seven times. Ah, but what, what relevance has that to us today? What's, what's the application for our lives today? Or to put it another way, what blessings come to us from the seven sheddings of our Savior's blood? Seven blessings. 
Seven blessings for you today. Forgiveness. Hebrews 9 and 22. We have forgiveness through his blood. Without shedding of blood is no remission. Which means forgiveness. There's no forgiveness for anyone without the the shedding of our Savior's blood. There's forgiveness for a sinner through the shedding of his blood. But there's forgiveness for a child of God through the shedding of his blood. Don't we often have to come before the Lord and say, Lord, O wretched man that I am. I'm even saved anyway, Lord. The Lord says, I are, but you've just got a depraved heart. And I'll deliver you off it someday. One day when you stand before me face to face, you'll be free from it. But in the meantime, you come to the blood now and you receive forgiveness through it. Second blessing, cleansing, 1 John 1, 7. Again, one of those texts that you, you can quote off by heart. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Now, do you believe it all? Because the devil's maybe whispering to some of you now. I, everybody else has sinned, but not yours. Not that despicable sin that you were involved in. Well, he's a liar. Don't listen to him. All sin. That's the blessing that comes to us through the blood of Jesus today. Third blessing, redemption. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Ephesians 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Redemption means to be set free. Folks, aren't we praying for the hostages in Gaza to be set free? Wonder if you prayed for that wee eight-year-old Irish Israeli girl to be set free, Emily Hand. You pray that she'll be reunited with her family. The other 29 children that have been held hostage and all the other hostages. But isn't it wonderful that, that we who are saved today, we can say, Lord, we once were hostages to the devil, but you set us free. We were hostages to the penalty of sin. We were headed for hell, but Lord, you redeemed us by your blood. You set us free. By, by the sardius, you set us free. Blessing number four, justification, Romans 5, verse 9. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. Much more than being now justified, don't leave it there, by his blood we shall be saved from from wrath through him. Justified by his blood. Justified means that you're declared righteous. You're not righteous. There's not one of us today are perfectly righteous. There's not one of us today gets up in the morning and polishes the halo. But if we're saved, we're declared righteous. God in heaven has declared us to be righteous because of the blood of his son. 
It's a legal term to be justified or justification. It's to do with the law courts. And though our our state is far from righteous, hallelujah, our standing is righteous. Because we have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, the righteous. Blessing number five. Need to move on as we finish with access into the Holy of Holies. In other words, every time we pray, Hebrews 10, 19 tells us we have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Number six, sanctification, Hebrews 13, verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. I remember for a long time as a young believer thinking I sanctification comes to me by gritting your teeth and by the best that I can do. How wrong I was. Sanctification is a blessing that comes to us through the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus alone. Sanctification means to be set apart to serve the Lord, to to work for him, to do something for him. Tell me this, are you doing something for him today? Now notice I didn't say everything because there's people would expect you to do everything for him. But the Lord will not expect you to do everything. No, the Lord Jesus isn't demanding I meet people in my ministry down through the years, not talking about this church, but in in past years and in other churches have come across people and from other denominations, boy, I tell you, they can be very demanding of you. But not not the Savior. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. But he wants us to be set apart, sanctified, And to be busy for him. Then the last blessing. The final blessing. And what a blessing it is. Peace. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. Just turn to that as we finish. Colossians 1 and verse 20. The seventh blessing that comes to us from. The precious blood of our saviour. Colossians 1 and 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. Peace. See, that's the great need in the Middle East today. And you've got all the big wigs and they've got all their plans about how you can bring peace to the Middle East. But it'll not happen, folks. There'll be no peace, there'll be no peace in the Middle East or in Ukraine, or anywhere else in the world, until the Prince of Peace arrives, until he comes on the scene. And he could come sooner than we think. Are you ready for his coming? Peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. 
Have you got that peace today in your soul? If not, thank God you can turn to the Saviour today. Dear lost one today, dear backslider, would you not get right with God today? I'm not even going to say, would you accept him today? Because that's not really the gospel. You know, the gospel is, will he accept you? You know, the Bible says that we're, we're accepted in the beloved. Tell me this, are you accepted by God today? See, that's really what matters. Not so much, have you accepted Christ today? Has Christ accepted you? If not, thank God through his precious blood, you can be accepted today. Let's pray.